Welcome to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. I'm your host, Tony Richards. Sumner County Spotlight brought to you every Sunday morning by F&M Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard here in Hendersonville. And we are super excited to have as our guest Hendersonville resident, Hendersonville's own Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys. Richard, welcome. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited about the chance to talk with you and to talk to all your fine listeners here in, in Sumner County. It's, it's a great place to live. There's no doubt about it. Well, and I'm anxious to hear all about how you chose this place and, and to, to plant your feet. But uh, let's kind of get to know you a little bit. And I always like to do that in that first segment. And uh, you're from the East Coast originally. I, I was born in a place called Camden, New Jersey, which is right across the Delaware River from Philadelphia. And so I was, I was born and raised pretty much in a big city, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so. no doubt about it. And, you know, uh, when I first moved here, you know, just about 50 years ago now, which is hard to believe, you know, it it was a little different than what I was accustomed to, you know, because this Nashville back then was still like a country town, you know, (laughs) but and then Hendersonville was a big street, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. I think there was one red light here when I moved. Maybe two. I think maybe two red lights. That's it. Well, you know, Hendersonville just celebrated their 50th anniversary. And I thought, wait a minute, that can't be right. Because most cities are, you know, a couple hundred years old or 150, but not here. You're right. You know. yeah, I, I remember when I first moved here, I thought I was moving into the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but not Hender- so much Henders- anymore. <laughs> Hendersonville is not the country any longer. That's right. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I was thinking that a lot of people with groups of which you're a part of one can name maybe the lead guy or something like that. But, you know, the Oak Ridge Boys, there's a handful of groups, and I think you're one of them, that they know all of you. Well, I think you're right about that, you know, and, and we and I think we're, we've been very fortunate. We've, we've been very blessed, you know. We've had a long, successful career, and I think in a lot of ways we've been passed down from generation to generation, and and it's become a tradition for well, young, young kids to grow up in a, in a family, and their parents are, are Oak Ridge mm-hmm. Boys fans, and yep. they then become Oak Ridge Boys fans as well. You know, and 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 you're right; they get to know us by name after a while. And, and I go into a lot of places, and it surprises me that people know my first name. But right. but that is you know and. I don't think William Lee Golding can go anywhere yeah. without being hey, recognized. Hey, that's his own fault. Tell him to get a haircut, right? <laughs> he will definitely be recognized. <laughs> that's right. He, he sure will. Um, well, you too, though. So, and I, you know, as a testimony to that, I usually, can tell you, with, in, in the case of myself, is usually the voice right. that gives me away. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's uh, one thing to have a deep voice um, because there aren't many of you, but it's another one to carry a tune. And have a deep voice. So, what you know? When did you figure well, out you could you know, sing? Well, I mean, well, first of all, you're right about that. And I pride myself in the fact that uh, you know you can be a bass singer, but singing bass is one thing. But being a singer as well, you get you have to be, have the the ability to combine the two. And that's what I've tried to do, you know, throughout my well, career. And there's know. definitely songs that you're doing plenty of that. This isn't all about, you know, having the hook. Um, yeah. You know, you play an important role in that harmony. And, when and of you course, have, Bob, of course, you know, uh, giddy up, um, papa, um, papa, mama. That, yeah. That's certainly. If I had such a thing as a claim to fame, sure, it would be that line. Absolutely, you know, no doubt about it. Or Baba, Bobby Sue. You know? That's right. Yeah. Well, and you know, I was going to ask you about that too. But when you were talking about that, the Oak Ridge Boys have been kind of passed down generation to generation. I can give you a testament to that because my daughter. I hate to say that she's 
29 now. But anyway, um, when Josh Turner came out, which really was the only second country voice, I think, that could compare to yours um, at the time, I said, well, you think that guy's good. You need to hear the Oak Ridge Boys. So, of course, I got the CD out, and she fell in love. And this was, she was probably 17, 16, 17. And here she, she loves you guys. And, and it's the next generation, you know. Well, you're right. And Josh Turner, you know, he's, he's become, over the years, he's become a good friend of ours. And, uh, you know, he, he does have a low voice. You know, he, he's mm-hmm. kind of taken that low voice and, and kind of made it popular in country music. And I think, yeah. you know, I applaud him for doing that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, we kind of figured that that's great because, like I said, there just aren't many of them. Another you. one that comes to my mind is another good friend, Trace Atkins. You know, he. True. Yeah. Right. And a great storyteller on stage. The guy, the guy is hilarious. He really is. Um, well, tell us about when did you figure out you could sing, not just, you know, that, wow, I've got this sort of unique voice. Well, you know, I, I mentioned a few minutes ago that I was born in Camden, New Jersey, and I remember uh, being raised in, in very much a, a Christian home. Uh, my parents made me go to church all the time. At the time, I wasn't that thrilled about it to be honest with you but now that i look back on it i received some uh, foundation back in those years that has helped me in my in my adult life but the first singing that i ever did believe it or not was as a boy soprano i was in church i was in sunday school i was about six years old and i do not remember the song i sang but you know but i could still picture that whole mm-hmm. situation i could see myself in front of the congregation singing and i believe it or not as a boy of 6 years old that particular day i felt impressed that this is what i was supposed to do with my life Isn't you know that amazing? Uh, i felt like this was going to be my calling in life to be in front of people singing and, and so basically to try to make a long story short you know i then pursued that dream you know, uh, and, and uh, I had a high voice until I got into uh, junior high school, mm-hmm. and I was still singing tenor in the glee club in seventh grade. And over the summer between seventh grade and eighth grade, my <laughs> voice made a change. Boy, and boy, did it. I bet the choir teacher went, what happened? <laughs> yes, and I went back in the fall for my eighth grade year. The choir teacher, it was a lady, she could not believe it. And she ended up putting me in the second base section. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and I've gave, been there ever since. <laughs> and, and gave that choir a whole new sound, I'm sure. So, uh, I'm assuming in those early years, did you get pushed out front a little bit because you were pretty good? I mean, did you, you know, even between six and fourteen years old, did they? Did you I, get you know, some I solos? Did you do some? You know, I, you I know? when I was, uh, I told you I went to church a lot when I was a kid, and I really, I actually helped organize my first group in my church, and I. I felt like I wanted to try to use my talents, and I figured the best way I could do it was was to organize my own group. So I got together with older fellows. In fact, one of them was my uncle, and and they were all much older than me. But I was the bass singer, and and, and we sang in church, and that, that's that's the that was my first taste of actually performing as a group you know mm-hmm. in my home church with the group that i helped organize did you do any um things on stage musicals or anything that they wanted i mean i'm assuming that your school was all over you when they could figure out that you had uh, this talent well you know I, I i felt like i was very fortunate i went to a high school that was known for its music program mm-hmm. and uh I, you know, while I, I felt like I was a talented singer, there were a lot of other very talented singers in my choir as well. So it was, it was a pretty, pretty special group of people. Um, so tell us uh, any, so now you're an adolescent and you're in, now in high school and uh, tell us a little bit about 
how that transpired. And when you know what you want to do when you're pretty young, as you did, uh, did that make after high school tough, or did you end up going to school, or did you just go well, ahead and pursue your music well, career I, right I, out of I ended up going to college and study, and study music. I went to a school called Trenton State College. It's no longer, it's called like the University of New Jersey or Trenton, something like <laughs> yeah. that now. Something you know, fancy. But back then it was called Trenton State College. And my guidance uh, counselor in at my high school recommended that college because of the music program. So I went there and you know I got together with with and th- once again when I got there I realized you know, I thought I was a pretty good singer till I saw some of those guys that were studying voice there as well. They were pretty good. But I had I had I was influenced, you know, by some very good singers at a very young age. Well, I was going to say that probably helped you. Oh, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, I, I remember, and I talk about this on stage during our Christmas tour. Uh, when I was in college, uh, we had a group there called the Carolers. And, and at Christmas time, we would go from dormitory to dormitory and sing Christmas carols to the other students in the college. To get in the group, you had to be a music major, but you had to be more specifically a voice major. Hmm. So everybody in that group, was studying voice. They were good singers, you know. And so I was a part of that group, you know. And uh, and, and and it was a great experience, you know. And and you could probably just like now back then, I was I was still the lowest voice in the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no question. You've always been the lowest voice in the group, haven't you? I think um, we are talking with the Oak Ridge Boys, Richard Sturban, uh, here on Sumner County Spotlight. We're up against our fir- first break, Richard, and we're going to come back in uh, in a little bit and maybe talk about how you all found each other. Okay, and, that sounds uh, good. The beginnings yeah, of the yeah. Oak Ridge Boys with our special guest today, Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys, here on Sumner County Spotlight, and we're going to be back right after these messages. Hey, do you need a guide through the ever-changing world of mortgage loans? Let FNM Bank help. Our mortgage loan specialists are trained to guide you through this process. Visit us at myfmbank.com today. FNM will help you start your home buying journey on the right track. Equal housing lender. And we are back with Sumner County Spotlight on this Sunday morning, brought to you by FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard or myfmbank.com. And our special guest today is Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys. Richard, um, so you've, you went to a university in, well, Trenton, I guess, um, which has a different name now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then, so what happens after college? Then, then what do you decide to do? Well, you know, while I was in college, I got I helped organize my own group. I got together with some other fellows. They Trent, New Jersey is very close to a place called Bristol, Pennsylvania. And I got together with three other guys. They all lived in Bristol, Pennsylvania, and we 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 formed a group. It was a gospel group. And Did we, you play did you play instruments or was it we, just singing? We, we primarily a vocal group. Okay. And we we just had a keyboard player and that, mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. But we we would go to churches and revival meetings and camp meetings all up in that part of the country, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know it, it 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 was it was an amazing experience, and th- we called the group the Keystone Quartet because three of the four guys were from Pennsylvania, which was the Keystone State, and it still right. is called the Keystone State. So mm-hmm. so we, so so you know that that was kind of you know th- my early beginnings, and believe it or not. Uh, while I was singing in that group called the Keystone Quartet, I met Joe Bonzo. He's mm-hmm. who's from Philadelphia. He had his own group, a family group, with his sister. He was singing with his sister and a couple of friends of his, and we did some concerts together 
you know, he, his group was called the Faith Four, mm-hmm. and uh, we as we as a, a few years passed, and we had to make some changes, and to make, try to make the sto- long story short. Joe became a member of the Keystone Quartet, and we sang gotcha. together long before we ever became Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> so isn't that interesting? Because here you are in grade school organizing a group in church, and then you kept organizing it in, in high school, and, and here you are doing it again. Is this just kind of part of – you just always want to be a part of a group? and always, Are you just you know, a natural leader? Is and, that kind of how and, it and, all? You know, it, Like I told you earlier on in the interview, you know, I had a dream, and I just kind of followed my dream. And I think a lot of times young people ask for advice, and I say, you know, first of all, you have to decide what it is that you want to do. And then uh, once you make that decision, then, then you got to set your sights on that goal and not let anything deter you from reaching that goal. And, you know, you got to work on your craft. you got to mm-hmm. become as good as you can become. And you got to perform every chance you can get and do it to the very best of your ability. And if you do that all the time, eventually good things will happen to you. So staying focused was a big part of your success. Obviously. There's no doubt about it. You know, And while it was kind of interesting, while I was singing in the group called the Keystone Quartet, I got a phone call one day from a guy named, it wasn't J.D. Sumner himself. Mm-hmm. It was his nephew, a guy named Ed Enoch uh, from Nashville. J.D. Sumner, who's considered the world's lowest bass singer, he's, to this day he's still in the Guinness wow. Book of World Records as the world's lowest bass singer. He wanted to get off of the road and retire. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to hire a young bass singer to take his place. So they, they, they reached out to me and wanted to know if I would be interested in the job. It involved moving to Nashville to take the job. That's how I originally came to live in Nashville. I t- accepted the job with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet. And Much involved- to the dismay of Joe, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Joe went on, and he, he took the bull by the horns with the Keystones. and he, he had a, So he kept that going. He, he did. He, did he, for a long time, he did here. as well, yes. Okay. Yeah. But, but uh, it is, you never know how, you know how things happen in your life. I was with here in Nashville for about six months with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet, one day J.D. Sumner got a call from Elvis. Mm-hmm. J.D. being from Memphis, Tennessee, just like Elvis, they they, they became they were friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. when he was he with, wanted him to go on the road when he was, when or? he was with a group called the Blackwood Brothers, they sang at Elvis's mother's funeral, okay. and so J.D. had had it was very close to, to Elvis. Elvis had a group called the Imperials mm-hmm. that were backing him up. They had, he, he, he decided to do a tour at the very last minute. The Imperials had a conflict. They could not do it, so Elvis had to find a, another. And J.D. didn't want to be on the road. Yeah, yeah, so, but he called J.D., you know. And, 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 uh, but Elvis wanted J.D. to still be in the group. So, so you know, for me personally, it was, it was an interesting time in my life. I was, first of all, I was kind of in the right place at the right time, and I got an opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, to actually sing with the king of rock and roll. I was able to sing with Elvis, you know. It was only for a short period of time. There are not life. many people that can sing yeah. that. But th- you know, Elvis wanted J.D. to be there, so we mm-hmm. actually had two bass singers. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure he didn't mind when he no, heard yeah. you. <laughs> well, uh, tell us a little bit about what that was like and, and what kind of a well, person you know, he was. Back, you know, you back, hear all kinds of things, but... The the one thing always rings true is just how nice. Yeah, well, we're talking about nineteen seventy seventy one, right in yeah. that period of time, uh, and uh, 
Back then, Elvis was no question the biggest yeah. star. Well, in the that was world. right after what Suspicious Minds was right around then. He, he was the biggest star in the world, no, no, yeah. no doubt about it. And his tour was the biggest tour in the music business. So to be a part of it was it was very exciting you know, and no nerve wracking. I would think. Were you were you <laughs> well, scared to death? Well, you know what. Not not so much because I was I was a backup singer and you know, I was kind of standing in the dark most of the time. So mm-hmm. you know it, it wasn't a, a pressure gig so much as but it was very exciting to be in that atmosphere. You know? Well, you probably and, learned a lot. I mean, it was a learning experience to say the least. You know, I think that period of time when I was with Elvis, it really helped prepare me for what was to come later on in my life with the Oak Ridge Boys. And I think people forget about that. You know, the star quality and all that's wonderful, but when you think about everything that goes into uh, this business... That had to be just so. It probably helped the Oak Ridge Boys avoid some landmines along your career. I would think. Well, you know, I, it, it helped me personally. There's no doubt about it. I, you know, it, you know, when I was with Elvis, uh, you know, we we never saw an empty seat. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 packed out all the biggest arenas around the country, and it seemed like just a few years later. I went back to some of the all, most of these same arenas, just as packed out for the Oak Ridge Boys. You know, so, how gratifying so it, was that? So it was definitely a learning experience. It helped prepare me for what was to come a little later on in my life. That is really amazing. That's that's a. Uh, uh, and you know, I had some very fond memories of, of the times I spent with Elvis. You know, I got to know him just mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Elvis loved gospel music. You know, even though he was the king of rock and roll. But that was sort of the core of who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he was the king of rock and roll, and he certainly was that. Mm. He was the king of rock and roll. I really believe that deep down inside, his favorite music was gospel music. And quite often, when we were on the road, he would want to try to find a piano somewhere. And he'd want to get around the piano with with members of the the Stamps Quartet. And he would want to sing gospel quartet songs. He especially loved the black spirituals. You know, mm-hmm. we would do a lot of that. Well, there's that, that that sort of uh, influence, that soulful influence was always a part. And it's a part of rock and roll. I mean, yeah, it just There's is. no doubt about it. You know, and, and and it's amazing how things you know change in life. Just within the last couple of years, we, we've recorded an album called 17th Avenue Revival. Mm-hmm. And it was produced, it's produced by Dave Cobb. And Dave Cobb used that same philosophy. I remember we sat down with him. He said, what I want you guys to do, he said, I want you to think of Elvis, maybe Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, that old rockabilly kind of sound, Mm -hmm. or some old blues, maybe like Ray Charles. He said, what was it about those guys that made them so special? He said, it's the same thing that makes you guys special. The first singing they ever did was in church. It was gospel music. So he said, I don't necessarily want to do an all-gospel album. A lot of it will be, though. He said, but the most important thing is we want to go to church doing this album. We, we, we and, and, and we want to capture that feeling of going to an old-time revival meeting. And so what we did on that, pro- it, 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 we, Dave Cobb is a master of marrying the old with the new. He took old-time rockabilly and old-time blues and married it with gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, And it's the kind of music, what made me get into this, because we were talking about Elvis, it's the kind of music that Elvis loved. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he would have loved that, that, that latest project. Or you know, it, it's interesting because if you get, you can also get pigeonholed into a type, oh, well, you know, the Oak Ridge Boys, it's a gospel group. But, you know, there are there are certain groups like the Oak Ridge Boys that transcended all of that. It's certainly a core of who you were, but you know the audience knows that. I mean, they expect it, they understand it. 
uh, when they come to one of your shows. I think you're right, and 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 especially we, we had such a great time recording this project I've been talking about because it was like going to church, but it was not an all gospel album right. either. You know, right. some of today's contemporary country writers are represented on the album. You know, uh, Brandy Clark and Shane McAnally have a song on there. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince Gill has a song on there. A good friend, Jamie Johnson, he has a song. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a nice mixture of old time gospel. And and today's modern country, you know, and it's at the same time a mix between old time rockabilly and shouting gospel. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Um, okay, we're up on our uh, second break here. We're talking with Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys, and we're going to come back and have more of Sumner County Spotlight brought to you by F and M Bank right after these messages. Hey, do you need a guide through the ever-changing world of mortgage loans? Let FNM Bank help. Our mortgage loan specialists are trained to guide you through this process. Visit us at myfmbank.com today. FNM will help you start your home buying journey on the right track. Equal housing lender. We are back with Sumner County Spotlight on this Sunday morning, and our very, very special guest this morning is Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys. Richard, this has been super interesting so far, but let's talk a little bit uh, about what's going on today. I mean, we're, we're kind of all over the place, but the, you've had such an interesting and long career, and not a lot of folks have staying power. Oak Ridge Boys clearly have that. Songs, a few, ha- a handful of songs have staying power. Elvira clearly does. Groups. But not all of them. Many are forgotten. Oak Ridge Boys are, everyone knows you. And I mean, every generation. Well, you know, I think there are several factors, several reasons for that. You know, I think first and foremost is the fact that even after all these years, we still love doing what we do. You know, we, we look forward when we're on tour every night to taking our music live on stage to our fans and to our audiences. Mm-hmm. That has not changed over the years. Believe it or not, we're still having fun doing this. And people can tell, can't they? No, and, you know, if you're somebody out no there going that. through the motions, you know, they're going to be able to and, tell. And there's, there's other factors involved. You know, when we walk on stage, I don't think there's a group that brings more history with the group than the Oak Ridge Boys. Our, mm-hmm. And I know we're all over the place here with this interview, but, but our group goes back to the Second World War. Believe it or not, we we got our name from Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. There was a group called the Georgia Clodhoppers, believe it or not. They would go to Oak Ridge, Tennessee. They would entertain the people there that were working on the development of the atomic bomb. It was called the Manhattan Project. Yeah. These people could not leave for security reasons. You know, it was top secret stuff. But they had to have a life. The Georgia Clodhoppers had security clearance. So they could go in and they and they would entertain these people on a regular basis. As a result of going to Oak Ridge, they became then known as the Oak Ridge Quartet. Interesting. Now that Oak Ridge Quartet sang, continued singing even after the war. They became regulars right here in Nashville on the Friday night Grand Ole Opry, which was a gospel show. Right. You know? and, and and they did that for many years. And they and, and they that group sang until the latter nineteen fifties. The group was then disbanded and then reorganized with the younger guys. At the time the group was reorganized, they changed the name then to Oak Ridge Boys. Mm-hmm. That's the name we obviously retains at this present day. Uh, William Lee Golden was the first guy to join. He joined in 1965. Oh, my goodness. Dwayne Allen came one year later. Mm-hmm. Dwayne's our lead singer. He came mm-hmm. one year later in 1966. 
I left Elvis and joined, as we were talking about, and joined the Oak Ridge Boys in 1972. And one year later, it's 1973, you know, Joe Bonzo came. And, we, you know, we, we've been like that. You know, the, the last, you know, 45 or 50 years, we've had such an amazing career. You know, it, it, it's Isn't really Isn't that interesting? Because I don't think people think but, it but goes But we have back a sense far. about us. We want, yeah. bringing all that history, we want to continue that history. That, and that, that's another thing I think that keeps us going. I really do. Well, that know. was a pretty crowded field back yeah. then. You had some, big, yeah. you know, Stones, Beatles, yeah. uh, Carpenters. I mean, there yeah. were just, it was just one right and, after and, the and other. And, I, and then also in recent years, you know, we've been able to work with some young producers that have taken us down roads musically that we've never traveled before. That keeps us young. That keeps mm-hmm. us new. It keeps us fresh. And especially now, recently, working with Dave Cobb. You know, that I, I could talk about Dave Cobb for hours. You know, he's well, let's, let's talk guy. about that a little bit. You know, there's every once in a while a group that's been around a while, whether it's Aerosmith and, and Run DMC back in the day or whatever, and they partner with somebody current who has a love of history. I know Justin Timberlake is sort of a big music history fan. He just respects the business, learns a lot. Um, and they all, a lot of kids today are all singing together, which is pretty cool. But, you know, I got to believe, you know, there'd be somebody out there that's young would, that would kill to sing with you guys. Well, you know, about two years ago, Blake Shelton called us up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, you know, I've got a, he, he, if I can, he got in touch with Joe Bonzel. And he said, I, I've got a song, i got a new album coming out, and there's a song on my album that would be perfect for you guys. Would you guys be willing to sing on a record with me? Of course we said yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, and I remember, we, we went to the studio, you know, Blake came in from California when mm-hmm. he was doing his TV show, you know, The Voice. Mm-hmm. He came in especially for the session. And I remember, we did that song, it's called Doing It to country songs just a fun song <laughs> and, and Blake loved what we did and, and, and it was a great experience just recording with him just a, uh, you know just a, uh, just a month or so later he called us back again he, and it was it was just about time for fa- I call it fanfare CMA Music Fest right, right. he said at the CMA uh, uh, CMT award TV show they want me to do that song on TV would you guys be willing to sing on TV with me <laughs> Once <That's>, again, yeah. <laughs> our answer was yes. <laughs> yeah, that's and I great. do remember we going that day, rehearsing the song, and I remember at Bridge, packed out Bridgestone Arena, the Oak Ridge Boys and Blake Shelton singing, doing it to yeah. country songs. I bet people together. went crazy. They did go crazy. But this is the kicker: it was Blake's idea to do a couple of choruses of Elvira on the end. And I, I'll never forget, the Blake Shelton and the Oak Ridge Boys, when we got to those choruses of <laughs> no Elvira, pressure, Richard. <laughs> the, 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 the whole arena went crazy. Yep. You know, and even the country, I remember looking at uh, Carrie Underwood. She was up dancing, you know. Oh, yeah. it, it, it was a magical moment, but it's because of Blake Shelton. You know, he, well, he made that all possible But you earned that space. Well, I, I mean, when may, you maybe go that's to a true, place, yeah. whether it's an award show or wherever you are, you can't tell me that, you know, Keith Urban or Carrie Underwood or whoever doesn't say, you know, there's just a respect in country music in particular, I think, that uh, I don't see anywhere else. I think you're right, you know. And we had something interesting just within the past few weeks that happened to us. Dionne Warwick mm-hmm. has been in Nashville. She's She recorded a new Christmas album. Wow. With other artists on the album. She was recording... Jingle Bells on the album with John Rich from of Big and Rich. Yeah. While they were re- recording the song, John Rich said to her, "You know what would really make this song even better 
if we could get the Oak Ridge boys to sing harmony on these choruses. And she said, do you think they would, they would do that? John Rich, he, once he, he called Joe again. He's he like, hey, we're all from around here. <laughs> yeah. He said, would you, would you be willing to say? And we said, absolutely yes. You know, we did. And her producer, I uh, can't think of his name now. Ooh, black guy. He came uh-huh. in from L.A. And we had such a great time, you know, uh-huh. doing <laughs> Jingle Bells, you know, with Dionne Warwick and John Rich. It turned out extremely well. The label liked it so well, they are going to put it out as a single. And as we're speaking here today, next week, we are going to do a video with Dion oh, Warwick and John Rich. And I believe Ricky Skaggs, who played mandolin on the record, I think he will be in it as well. So you never, you know. You could be creating a new White <laughs> Christmas or something. You never know. You never know. <laughs> and you know, the, the, the guy who's the producer, that he made us sing a couple of courses of Elvira that night. He said, I may put some hip-hop feeling to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, may, we may come up with a hip-hop version of Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys would probably be fine with it, right? <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm sure people are wondering a couple things. We're, we're talking with Richard Sturman of the Oak Ridge Boys, if you're just joining us. But they're probably going, why aren't you playing one of their songs? I, you know, we could do that. We'll, we'll work some into the show. But when we do get an hour with one of you guys... We do, we do like to uh, get the scoop. But we'll work in some Oak Ridge Boys songs during the interview at the uh, commercial breaks. That way we'll, right. we'll make sure we get – maybe the show will run a little long, and that's fine. Um, but, Richard, uh, you know, why Hendersonville? That's my, my million-dollar question. You ever was a, why are we interviewing Richard Sturman of the Oak Ridge Boys? Well, Richard's a resident here, and, well, you, know, and you have been for quite a long time. I told you, you know, when I when I first moved to Nashville, you know, J.D., his son, son-in-law called me up. Mm-hmm. It involved me moving. You know, to Nashville. While I was singing with Elvis, while I was singing, you know, with the JD and the Stabs, and this is a great story, something that changed my life. I got a phone call from William Lee Golden. Mm-hmm. Back then, he did not have the long beard. <laughs> right, right. So he was in, and Dwayne was in, but you, yeah, you weren't right. yet. And we had, and, and and William Lee Golden told me that the bass singer in the group wanted to leave. And the Oak Ridge boys wanted to know if I would be interested in the job. Mm-hmm. Here I was, singing with Elvis, apparently on top of the world. But I had to make a decision. At the same time, and I think all, all the Oak Ridge boys can tell you this, we all were fans of the group before any of us became a part of the group. I see. And that was the case with me personally. Mm-hmm. I, I was a fan of the Oak Ridge boys. I loved what, the, what they were doing back then. And I really felt like... The group had a great deal of potential, and I really wanted to be a part of it. That could so, not have been an easy decision yeah. for you. So I made a decision. In some ways, it was a difficult decision, but some ways, it was not that difficult. Uh, and I left back in 1972. I left, I left Elvis, and I joined the Oak Ridge Boys. And uh, a lot of people questioned that decision. Mm-hmm. I'm you, sure. Could, they probably how, thought you were crazy. How could you leave Elvis? And join the Oak Ridge Boys. But, you know, I really believed I was doing the right thing. I believed in my heart it was the right thing, and I followed my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, almost 50 years later, wow, <laughs> here <Good> we <laughs> are. But to, to answer your original question, why Hendersonville? Mm-hmm. When the Oak Ridge Boys called me up, it involved me moving to Hendersonville because the Oak Ridge Boys all lived here. And they I were had all to, okay. so, so I had to. I was living in Madison, Tennessee at the time when I was singing the mm-hmm. JD and the Stamps. Mm-hmm. And, and so it involved me moving to Hendersonville. And I was, what, 1972, uh, and mm-hmm. I've been here ever since. 
Well, then, uh, when did when did you bring Joe over from the East? <laughs> well, Joe came up, you know, and, and I was with the, the Oak Ridge Boys about a year when little Willie, Willie Wynn, our tenor singer, he left, and we had to find a replacement. And I said, uh, hey, I yeah. know a guy. <laughs> I do know a guy. And and the other and, and William Lee and Dwayne knew him well too. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. In fact, Joe, Joe's. I told you, you know, when I left Keystone's, Joe took the bull by horn and, and continued with that group. He got together with Dwayne Allen, who had a studio here, and Dwayne helped Joe record records. So okay, so, so Dwayne was very so Dwayne's aware. kind of a techie he, guy he was then. Very, too, right? Yeah, he was our he's our lead singer. Yeah. So he was very much aware. Of, of of Joe Bonzo's abilities, along with myself, so mm-hmm. it, it, that once again, that was not, that was a no brainer. I think we all yeah. decided Joe was the man. Okay, when when Joe came, you guys got together for the first time. Could you tell right away something special was happening? Was that that sort of missing link? You know, you had you had Tanner so. Singer, I but think that, you just you, never know when that right person makes something click. You, you know, I think so. You know, there's, there's, there's very something very special about the four Oak Ridge boys. You know, when you look at us. All four guys are different. Well, you all have a signature. Other than Joe's weird shirts, (laughs) but we won't get into it. (laughs) But, you know, each guy brings something different to the table, you know, so to speak. But I think that it's that difference that kind of makes us special. It really is. And I think over the course of the years, we've learned to respect that difference between the four of us mm-hmm. and and we have become ver- the very best of friends you know i think we all realized a long time ago that we need each other and we we pulled together as a team other groups don't realize that. we're a true brotherhood yeah. the we eagles really had are. a real yeah. struggle with that and yeah. now as they were older and now I'm sadly losing glenn but they're they figured it out they were way better together than apart yeah, exactly. it's just something yeah. that happens yeah. it's not of this place yeah. i think so what you do have is really special in the and fact I, that and you, I and I've said it many many times. I really believe this combination has been put together from on high. Yeah, I really believe that. We're, we're all this group is ordained from on high. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just it, it's a wonderful thing, and you know, you're great role models too. I mean, you really are. It's it's. Um, well, you know, I don't I th- know that I've ever heard anybody say a tourist word about oh, you guys. Not one. Oh. Which is, by the way, not easy to do in this business. Yeah, well, that's true too. You know, all four of us were raised in Christian homes. Mm-hmm. All four of us were taught right from wrong. You know, I think that's one of the problems in this country today is, you know, I mean, we don't want to get into politics here. No. But a lot, a lot of the problems in our country today is uh, parents don't teach our kids right from wrong, no. you know. and But we, all four of us were taught right from wrong. We were taught to be honest in all of our business dealings, and we've carried those principles through, yeah. you know, into our Well, and if anybody life, would you know. falter, and people do, they go through all kinds of times. You can help each other out. I'm sure you were there. Look, yeah. you know. Hey, that might not be the best choice. Blah blah blah. I know you, or whatever. I don't know these relationships, obviously that you have, but there's something that keeps you there. There's no question about it. Yes, because it'd be easy enough just to move on. I noticed the Oak Ridge Boys haven't been uh, changing singers a lot since the '60s. <laughs> we have <laughs> You're not. pretty much the same guys. <laughs> and I can honestly say that we. We do not plan to retire, and you know, as you know, you can tell. Well, if you're having fun, you, you, why you, would you? That's that's the whole point. We we still love doing this. We're still having fun doing this. So why retire? You know, I think we have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Nothing lasts forever, including us. But I think as long as the good Lord above keeps allowing the four of us. 
to experience good health, I think we're going to keep doing this because it's really, really what we love doing. Well, I tell you what, we're coming up on another break here, and we're probably going to run the show long because we do want to drop in some songs. So, Richard, what uh, what tune do you think we ought to ought to drop in? Well, right you know. Now? Everybody wants to hear Elvira. That's our signature yeah. song. You let's know, go so, for it. So, so let, let you know. Let's drop that in. You know, <laughs> you know, um, Papa, mile, mile. That's al- that's always fun to sing. That's right. Sounds good. And here's a little Elvira on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by the Oak Ridge Boys and our special guest this morning, Richard Sturban, on Sumner County Spotlight on WHIN. Here is Elvira. Hey, do you need a guide through the ever-changing world of mortgage loans? Let FNM Bank help. Our mortgage loan specialists are trained to guide you through this process. Visit us at myfmbank.com today. FNM will help you start your home buying journey on the right track. Equal housing lender. And we are back with Sumner County Spotlight and our special guest, Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys. And Richard, um, anybody who knows anything about the Oak Ridge Boys knows that you had some very special relationships over the years. Clearly... George, 41, um, absolutely adored you guys. Well, he was maybe one of our first country music fan presidents, so that would help. Absolutely. So how did that all happen? Well, you know, it's it's an interesting story. As, you know, I told you we have many, we've had many honors, you know, over the last 45 or 50 years, you know, and and certainly, you know, being inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, that's got to become at the top of the list, no doubt about it. But but seeing at President Bush's funeral back in December, that was a tremendous honor as well. We first met President Bush back in 1983 when he was the vice president. Mm -hmm. President Ronald Reagan at the time, invited the Oak Ridge Boys to sing at the Congressional Barbecue on the lawn of the White House. Oh, that'd be fun. It's something they do pretty much every year. Yeah. And, you know, we're both, both sides of Congress come together. They put aside their differences. They eat barbecue and have a social time. And the year we were there, they sat there and they listened. They need to have one of those every week now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> but anyway, we were there that day. I remember we were on the that afternoon. We were on the lawn of the White House doing a sound check. Mm-hmm. That in itself was pretty amazing. Standing on that stage, you're looking around the lawn. It, of, it's you, hard not to feel super patriotic when you're well, just well, in th- in that town, as, as crazy yeah. as that town is. But and, and you knew just by looking around that afternoon that this was not going to be a normal day, mm-hmm. <laughs> by no means. While we were doing the sound check, this tall gentleman came walking across the, the uh, lawn of the White House. He came up on stage. He introduced himself to us as uh, Vice President, you know, George Bush. Of course, he didn't have to do that. We mm-hmm. recognized him immediately, you know. Right. He told us that he was a, a big country music fan. He was a big Oak Ridge Boys fan. And he said he could not be at the concert that night. He had to fly somewhere on some official vice presidential business. But he said, would you guys be willing to do a couple songs for me right here, right now? Uh, we said, sure, Mr. Vice President. What would you like to hear? And he started naming songs that were not necessarily hits. He so started, you knew he was a fan. Exactly. He, he, started, he started naming cuts. album cuts yeah. and what the kids call today deep cuts. Yeah. You know, and we knew then that he was telling us the truth. He was a fan. So we gave him a little mini concert there that afternoon, right there on the lawn of the White House. That day, we established a friendship with him that lasted Probably 35 years, till he passed away this past December. Yeah. And uh, 
So when did you find out you were going to be singing this? Well, I don't want to make know, you. I don't want to make you. I know this can get emotional for you, but but how but, did, uh, how, did well, who well, got a hold of you? What happened? Well, that day we established a friendship with him, right? You know, and we got to know him and his wonderful wife Barbara. They mm-hmm. were two of the most wonderful people you will ever want to meet. It has nothing to do with politics, mm-hmm. but we sang for him. And, and the both of them many times when right. they when were in the White House. Yeah. And after they left the White House, we would go to Kennebunkport, Maine. The four of us and our four wives, we would hang out with George and Barbara. And we would give him, you know, private concerts right in his living room. But, of course, he always had to invite the neighbors over. Oh, sure. You, know? <laughs> you, but, were, you were truly blessed, all of oh, you. Oh, no doubt. Really. But one thing that sticks out, one thing that was always in common but every time we ever performed with president bush he always requested his favorite song ever Which amazing was? grace and you guys sang that for and him we always sang amazing grace for him not too long before he passed away he asked us to do amazing grace at his funeral oh he did so he we, asked you well and we 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 and we we, we, we talked of, about it several times yeah, over the course yeah, of the years yeah. and 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 we 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 told him you can count on us we will be there regardless wherever we are. We had no idea we were going to be in Spokane, Washington, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were in the middle of our Christmas tour that we do every year. We were in Spokane, Washington. We did our Christmas show that night, mm-hmm. about a two-and-a-half-hour show, went to the airport right after the show, got on a private jet that was donated to us by a very dear friend nice. who we'll be forever indebted to. Yeah. We flew all night to get to Houston, Went to went to the hotel had a chance to freshen up went to the church and when we got to the church we we met george w bush and jeb bush well, as i was gonna say you probably got to know the family a little we, bit and, and other so, family yeah. members they were all there they all thanked us so much for doing this you mm-hmm. know we sang amazing grace at the at the funeral went back to the airport flew again on a private jet back to a place called kennewick washington and did another Christmas show that night. In a 24-hour period, we did... We you know had, what? We, a no day sleep. or two of no sleep for that was you know, probably we, worth it. In, 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 in the process, we did not miss a date. But the most important thing by far, we kept our promise yeah. to President Bush. You know, that He is, always taught us to do the right thing, and that was the right thing to do. And what it was a very emotional experience, uh, and but a tremendous honor, to say the least. And, you know, we've been doing Amazing Grace every night ever since then. You know, uh, people ask for it. They want to hear it. You know, that, that funeral was seen around the world oh, yeah. on television, you know. Yeah, no question and, about and it. In fact, uh, uh, we have a new Christmas album coming out here in, in, in October. Well, let's talk about that a and, little bit. And Amazing Grace will be on. It's not a Christmas song, but right. it will be on the, the album because the record label f- feels well, it's it, your it's, unique it's take such a, on It's that. such a special song. They want to include it on the Christmas album. That's really cool. Um, well, some of your uh, – you probably have more stories than we could ever get you to. You can already tell I have a lot of stories. Yeah, which is, which is great. But um, So the, the special relationship you had with President Bush Sr., um, tell us about some of the other sort of big moments in, in Oak Ridge Boys history. You know, awards aside maybe, but just some things that stand out to you or if, if we were to talk to some of the other guys. Oh, I don't know. You know uh – 
we, we, we've been so blessed throughout our career. You know, we, we've had the chance to sing the national anthem at, at, at World Series games, at All-Star games. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've sung the national anthem for the Titans on several occasions. You know? So, so, you know, what we do for a living has allowed us to do things that a lot of normal people would not get a chance to do. You, well, know, you know, singing of the lawn of the White House. President Bush allowed us to fly on Air Force One. Oh, you know, man. not too many people get a chance to do That's that. Well, yeah. well, it is amazing, and isn't one of the reasons? I mean, you're you're long long term Hendersonville residents, all of you, or most of you. You guys don't turn things down. A lot of people do. You 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 know, some people kind of get in their own way. The Oak Ridge Boys always step up. Why is that? What is that? Well, you know, I think we've had some great examples to go on before us to teach us. To do the right thing, Kenny Rogers comes to my mind. You know, he the sweet music man. He's retired now, mm-hmm. uh, but he always taught us to do the right thing. He taught us how important it was to have a hit, have hit records. You know, he mm-hmm. taught us how to be on time, how to treat people right. You know, being around people like him. You know, I could talk to you for hours about it. another former member of Hendersonville, Johnny Cash. Yeah, you know. So when you were here, Johnny and June were the most famous residents of Hendersonville. No question about it. And I really do not believe there would be an Oak Ridge Boys today if it wasn't for Johnny Cash. Really? Why is that? Well, you know, he, once again, I talked about, you know, Kenny Rogers being a great example. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cash was that and even more so. You know, he, uh, back when we were a struggling act, uh, he kind of took us under his wing. And uh, actually paid us more money than we were worth, and, and uh, to make sure you guys yeah, would but, stay but, together. But I think more than the money he paid us, which we desperately needed at that time, mm-hmm. his words of encouragement is what really, really propelled us on. You know, I remember playing, and this is a great story. I remember playing in Las Vegas with him mm-hmm. uh, at the Las Vegas Hilton. Uh, where later, you know, where uh, later on, I, or before that, I played with Elvis. Same same hotel. Okay. But but uh, we were working there with Johnny Cash. We had no other dates in our book. After that engagement, we had no idea what we were going to do. We didn't know if we were going to even be able to stay together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he could tell that we were discouraged. He called us all up one day. He said, "Fellas, come up to my room." I said, "I'm going to talk to you guys." And I remember all of us going to uh, uh, Johnny Cash's room. Our heads were hanging some. You know, we mm-hmm. were kind of discouraged. He told us, he said, I can tell you guys your heads are hanging, you're discouraged. He said, but I can also tell, there, tell you that there's something very special about you guys. If you give up now, no one else will ever know that. And you will never realize your dreams if you give up now. He said, what I want you guys to do, he said, I'm going to help you all I can. He said, but it's up to you. You've got to mm-hmm. take the bull by the horns yourself. You've got to find a way, whatever it is, find a way to stay together. If you will do that, he says, I promise you, I give you my word. The good things are going to start happening to you guys. Isn't that amazing? And I remember that day walking out of that room. Instead of our heads hanging, we our heads were up. We said, wow, if Johnny Cash thinks we can right. make it, we are going to make it. Isn't that amazing? And don't you know, it wasn't too long after that when good things did start happening for us. We met our manager, Jim Halsey, 
who is mm-hmm. um, still our manager today. Wow. He signed us to our first recording contract with ABC Dot Records, which then became MCA Records. We acquired the services of Ron Chancy to be our producer. We started having hit records. And just a few years later, and this is the end of the great story right here, mm-hmm. just a few years later, we, we, we won our first award for Vocal Group of the Year, CMA Vocal Group of the Year. Mm-hmm. When they announced our name, we ran up on stage, but instead of going to the podium on the left side of the stage to accept our award, we went to the podium on the right-hand side of the stage where Johnny Cash was standing because he was hosting the show. And oh, I, re- I remember uh, we all hugged his Y'all neck. Went, yeah. and, and then, and, you know, that big booming voice of his, yeah. he said, see, fellas, I told you so. That's cool. <laughs> that is awesome. So, so you know, so... And same thing, June, you know, Isn't June, June amazing, car you, know, you hear these stories, you can't help, especially being around here, stories about them doing that. You know, they'd stop and pray with people in the middle of Walmart or whatever. Yeah. I mean. See, that's the kind of person Johnny Cash was. You know, Marty Stewart would tell you the same thing. Yeah. Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers, they would tell you the same right. thing. They probably wouldn't be here today without, you know, he helped the Statler brothers years ago. That's the kind of man he was, you know. Yeah. That is a really cool yeah. story. Okay, so uh, we're getting ready to have another quick break here but uh why don't we play another tune now i know uh it seems to me that there are a couple of songs that maybe they weren't written with you in mind but you're you're clearly mm. you know uh have the uniqueness of elvira is one right. with the um papa and then bobby sue's another tell us about that well you know after, after we uh, we had a, a hit with elvira you know elvira became and to this day Elvira is still the largest, or at least one of the largest, selling single records to ever be recorded here in town, here mm-hmm. in Nashville. You know, and we wanted to try to follow it up somehow. And uh, we, Ron, Ch- with the help of Ron Chancy, we were able to find this song. Uh, I believe a gentleman named Wood Newton, and there's a couple other. Uh, I wish Dwayne was here right now because he could tell me right off the bat who the mm-hmm. other writers were. But uh, they uh, they wrote this song. He, he heard his little kid. Going ba ba ba, and inspired him to write this song, you know. And and when, when we heard that, we heard this is going to be the perfect follow up to Elvira, yeah. and it really turned out to be. It did, you know. We had one record in between. We had a song called Fancy Free, which yep. uh, it, good it, song. It, it was a great song, yeah. you know. Uh, but then we followed Elvira up with Bobby Sue, and it became our second pop record. You know, and, isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Well, let's play Bobby Sue right now here on uh, WHIN. We're talking with Richard Sturman of the Ogridge Boys. Enjoy Bobby Sue right here on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by F and M Bank. Hey, do you need a guide through the ever-changing world of mortgage loans? Let F&M Bank help. Our mortgage loan specialists are trained to guide you through this process. Visit us at myfmbank.com today. F&M will help you start your home buying journey on the right track. Equal housing lender. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight for our last segment. We're talking with Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys. Richard, we sure appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Well, it's my pleasure, certainly. I've enjoyed the conversation. Well, I think there's maybe one thing people don't know about you that I think is really cool. You were, uh, had an interest in the Nashville Sounds baseball team. You're right. I was, most of my life, I've been a very avid baseball fan. I had an uncle that took me in my first major league game. I Believe it or not, I was only three years old. Wow. But I do remember, in my mind's eye, I could see him taking me into the ballpark, old Connie Mack Stadium, 
in Philadelphia. And I remember, we sat, in the, we sat in the bleachers in the outfield, but I remember seeing that green grass. I remember the same. Lines. I wasn't and, three, but I remember, oh, uh, you know, it was yeah. black and white TV. We yeah. didn't know any. Oh, you know, yeah. and and that a ballpark has a smell to it. Now, that smell. <laughs> <laughs> Especially <laughs> Wrigley Field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that day I was hooked. You know, and then I started paying attention and follow, becoming a Phillies fan as I was a kid, you know. And, uh, you know, I played ball. And everybody I, should know he's wearing a Loons okay, jersey well, now from, this, uh, from this, Michigan, right? This is the uh, – it's called the Great Lake Loons, I believe. It's in Midland, Michigan. And they are a uh, Class A farm team of the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And they're in, in the Midwest League. And – a guy that used to be the man, the general manager of the Nashville Sounds, Brad Tenman, he gave me this jersey because we we did a fair date this past summer, right up close oh, to where he cool. lives. And he yeah. came out and saw. He gave all the guys caps, but he knew I love I collect jerseys, so he gave me this jersey. Yeah, that's all. That's not that's a tackle twill. That's a nice one. Um, but so how how did you end up with uh, having a piece of the Sounds? Then? Well, you know, I started. I, I saw where Larry Schmidto was bringing minor league baseball back to Nashville where we had not had baseball here for several years. And I kept reading about it in the paper, you know, and I got to thinking, you know, I would love to somehow be involved in this in some way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I went out there one day, he was, he was, the Greer stadium was uh, at that time, a hole in the ground. Larry Schmidt, who had a little portable shack, set out in, where beyond where right field ended up being. And I remember walking into that shack of his telling him, I am a huge baseball fan. I do not have a lot of money. This is before we had any hit records now. Okay. I, I said, I don't have a lot of money. But you wanted but, to help. But I would love to somehow become involved in this. I would love, I, I, I'm so excited about your bringing professional baseball back to Nashville. And he, and I first met Larry when he was the baseball coach here at Vanderbilt, I'm, which I am also a huge, oh, yeah. huge Great base, baseball team, huge, huge, huge Vandy baseball fan. But I, but, but I saw so I knew Larry, and I we, we stayed in touch. He called me up one day. He says, "You know, I think I have found a way for you to get involved." One of the owners, which at that time, Farrell Owens, he was married to, 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 to I believe, somebody in, in Larry's family. But anyway. He said he's he's getting married. He has to sell some of his interest. He said I think I can make it available to you at a pretty reasonable price. So I, at first I just bought a few a small percentage of the team mm-hmm. for and and I think I even had to borrow the money to do it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> he, Larry said he says I can tell that you guys are on the verge of uh, making it. He says. This time next year, this amount of money that you're putting up for this team will be nothing to use. I promise you that. And he was right on a lot of Isn't ways. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> you know, this wasn't a short-time love affair, though. You were involved with them for a quite a few well, years. Well, my interest in baseball, you know, went back to my childhood days. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I am no longer an owner. Mm-hmm. But I still go out there. You know, I, I, you know, I was and, just there last week. And, so. and they still let me. Go down on the field, and they still let me go to batting practice and get to know the players. You know, that's cool. So, and, and I do the same thing with but Tim with Tim Corbin at Vandy. I do the same thing. Isn't there. it weird how different you feel? It's almost like oh yeah. you're, you know, twenty years old, fifteen yeah. years old. It's unbelievable. 
And I love watching these kids in the minor leagues and then fo- following their progress up to the major mm-hmm. leagues. And I've really, in recent years, got into watching these Vandy kids play here and watching them go to the major leagues as well, you know. And, 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 and Coach Corbin has allowed me to meet most of them, you know. So that's that, wonderful. That's great, yeah. Well, um, we're getting ready to wrap up the show here. Let's talk a little bit about the Oak Ridge Boys one more time. You've got a Christmas album coming out. This isn't your first your first Christmas album. But it's different. It is different. It's called The Oak Ridge Boys Down Home Christmas. It will be released on October the 25th. And Are you guys it, done recording and they're just so they're we're, producing we're done, it? We're done with the project. Okay. You know, the, in fact, we, we know in, in the next week we're going to be shooting a video on the, for, for the Christmas album. But uh, that's the only thing that's left to do. But it and is will this be for at, the Jingle Bells tune you No, were no, this about, is totally this, separate. This the Jingle okay. Bells thing is, is Dion Warwick. That will be on her album. I got you, I got right. you. Uh, but this, this is down, the Oak Ridge Boys' Down Home Christmas, produced by Dave Cobb. It's a little different. You know, This is our eighth Christmas album. Mm-hmm. We have recorded just about every traditional Christmas song that is out there. You know, I think we've done White Christmas like three times. And all different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So Dave Cobb, being as hot as he is, he knows all the young, hot songwriters here in Nashville. And and, and Dwayne, Dwayne Allen's our song guy, too. Him, him and Dwayne got together, talked to a lot of these writers, they wrote some brand new Christmas songs, especially for the Oak Ridge Boys, oh, for nice? this Christmas project. So while there are a few traditional things on there, it's going to be some really great new Christmas songs as well. We're excited about it. And as I say, it comes out uh, October the 25th. And by the way, it will be available. A little commercial there. It will be available at Cracker Barrel restaurants. Hey, there you go. Always a good distribution point. And we're going to have to play some of those songs because we do play Oak Ridge Boys songs because, you know, we're in Sumner County. And this is Sumner County's hometown radio station. And uh, Richard and you and, and really all you guys, um, great neighbors, like I said, you know, you don't have to be accessible and as local as you are, but you know where you are. You know where you came from. You've been a big part of Hendersonville for a long time, and I think it's pretty cool that you're so accessible for really anytime somebody needs something, you're there. All well, of you. Well, thank you. We, we love our hometown. We love where we live. It's a great place to live. You know, it's a great place to, to raise families, you know, and it, it, it's, 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 it's really a slice of middle America that's harder to describe. You know, it's getting a little crowded. <laughs> a, little, a little busy on the roads, but, but we're getting there. It's exciting yet different. Yeah, you know, exactly. you, you do have to yeah. embrace the change, but uh, it can have its challenges. But I just want you to know, you know, uh, you and any of the guys, always welcome here at the radio station. Now you know where we are. We're in the brand new studios right next to the, uh, the theater here. So. Right. And right across from Brick's Pizza, where, I, right. where I go quite often. There you go. All right. Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. All right. And uh, that's going to do it for Sumner County Spotlight for this Sunday morning. We're going to be back uh, next Sunday morning and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And we'd like to thank the folks at FNM Bank that have myfmbank.com, or you can visit them at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville. We'll be back next week with another edition of Sumner County Spotlight.